right club. Be the right club today. Yeah. I mean, that's better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the No Laying Up podcast. We have had a slew of Masters preview content. We waited as long as we possibly could uh, to release our group Masters preview pod, but we are here in the Kill House. Solly here, DJ Pius here to my left. Greetings. How are you guys? Big Randy is across the table. Morning. TC is across the table. A slew. What a great word. I loved, I did love how you guys pointed out that I always like to direct where people are sitting, as if that matters to the listeners. but uh, it, it helps paint the picture. It does. A uh, lot, a lot, a lot to talk about. Um, going to make some picks. We're going to take a lot of questions. we got some really good questions. But first, if you're listening to this, this is coming out on Tuesday of Masters Week. Uh, we're hoping to get this out before the tonight's episode airs. But DJ, take us to what's going down on our YouTube channel tonight. Tonight is The Sheep Ranch, uh, a, a subtle or not-so-subtle ode to uh, the filmmaking of Paul Thomas Anderson, possibly, in the in the beginning. Uh, just, I would say, you know, we were just talking about it before we came on, maybe the most stunning visuals uh, we've ever ever put out into the world uh, in an episode. I drooled so a little bit when I watched it the first time. And, uh, you know, that I, I put uh, credit to God on that one much more than us. Uh, pretty hard place to screw up. So, uh, yeah, striking visuals, different kind of golf course, uh, very uh, unique to Bandon, kind of fits a niche that I think didn't really exist uh, before that course was there. And, uh, yeah, just one of my, you know, I feel like we're, we're broken record here, but just one of my favorites we've ever done. Absolutely loved it. Going from... Pacific Dunes to <laughs> that was like going from an MMA fight to a, <laughs> to a, a lovely walk at the park, three hour massage. Yeah, yeah, yeah Randy exactly. went from a one enjoyment to a ten enjoyment. I think in in from Pacific Dunes to Sheep Ranch. Absolutely, but of and, course. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say, and, and Squid, our caddy, played yeah. a big part of that. He yeah, sometimes instructed me to go take in the views at the at the cliff's edge. <laughs> Uh, of course, this season of Taurus Sauce is brought to you by Precision Pro Golf. Every golfer strives for a uh, comfortable and confident swing, a big part of developing that pre-shot routine, which starts with knowing how far away you are from your target. Do you guys have a pre-shot routine, like a set pre-shot routine? Yeah, I have a, I have many. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All right, that answers the question. I have um, one left. I have one righty. I don't have one left. Okay. We've made the Precision Pro NX9 Slope Rangefinder a huge part of our routine, especially throughout our trip to Oregon while filming the Taurus Sauce to help us find the green, the C-Suite, the Strat Boys, and the NARC. We all trust Precision Pro Golf to get us to choose the right club to swing with confidence. Uh, it's the only rangefinder that offers free battery replacement services, so you're not only getting a rangefinder, you're signing up for a lifetime service. And you, you ever can... try to find one of those batteries? No, they're such a pain in the ass. Super annoying. And our listeners can receive an extra $20 off the NX9 slope by using coupon code NOLAYINGUP. Uh, so go to precisionprogolf.com, use coupon code NOLAYINGUP at checkout for $20 off our favorite rangefinder, the NX9 slope. Swing with confidence, hit more greens with Precision Pro Golf. And one final thing on that, like if you can't haven't noticed the subtlety of Precision Pro Golf's sponsorship of this season and how they've let it breathe, like go buy a rangefinder from them. Go support them. Seriously, like they've been awesome, Good awesome, people. awesome to work with. Great, here, here. great people to work based, with. So. Based right by Randy, the, the site of Randy's lowest round ever. That's right. I'm a little disappointed they took that out of the ad copy. <laughs> <laughs> Which well, low-key, Neil threw a, kind of nuked that round in one of the straps when he was kind of like, I mean, yeah, it was like you're under par round at Avon Fields. Uh, yeah, yeah exactly. like it doesn't really count, right? Yeah. You know. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's talk Masters. 
What uh, I want to start this with, what do we know, right? We could have done this preview last week. As we come on the air, here's what we know. What do we know? It's 9.49 a.m. on Tuesday morning here on the East Coast. Uh, What have you guys seen this week so far from pictures, updates, anywhere that has been even remotely noteworthy when it comes to handicapping or what we can expect uh, to watch this week? The course doesn't look great. That's what we're hearing. Yeah, it looks, uh, you know. they'll Look great, I think it will. Does it, it does it play great? Yeah, yeah. It looks like the 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 Bermuda is not necessarily quite dormant yet, and the the rye hasn't totally come in in certain spots, especially around the greens. Talking to a couple guys about that yesterday. What does that mean? I mean, what does that mean for what's going to happen? I don't really know the answer it's to that. More of an aerial game, right? I think it's going to add some uncertainty on a lot of pitches around the green, right? I mean, Phil hits these enormous flops off the perfect, you know, overseeded rye in the spring. You know, the chips are very predictable, I think, in the spring. Are they going to be a lot, you know, are you going to get some into-the-grain Bermuda chips, things like that? Especially that, if they get the, the weather that they're anticipating, too, with the with the storm rolling through. Another thing that we know, the weather is going to be an issue. Exactly. Lots of rain coming. Uh, one thing I'll say about the maybe inconsistent conditions, should we see those, it seems like, and, and maybe someone can put a bullet in the head of this theory with some hard data, but it kind of seems like the rub of the green tends to, shake out towards the best players, right? Like uh, look towards something like Chambers Bay and, you know, everybody likes to complain about how bad the conditions were. Like the best players were still there, right? And it kind of seems like over 72 holes, those breaks, you know, pretty much shake out to the fact that that a a really strong player is still going to probably come out on top. I'll also say, like, I don't, I think they should have leaned in and done just no overseed. Right. And just gone like a totally different look, different presentation in the golf course. You've got, you know, the different colors with the with the leaves and everything. Go with a semi to mostly dormant Bermuda. I, while I agree, there's no way they're going to do that. That would have been sick. It would have been sick. There's no, absolutely no way. Instead, they went with the TPC Sawgrass <laughs> approach. D- DJ, are you a big uh, you create your own luck type of guy? <laughs> you know, you were smirking while I was going through that <laughs> whole thing. I'm like, oh, God, here comes Randy with some... Some pithy detonation. What's he gonna come? What's he gonna come at me with? Work hard, play hard. Yeah, you know, Create I don't get why luck. people don't get just get jobs, man. I will say, I agree with you for the most part, but when the rub of the green element means like okay and really good shots are ending up in the same spots, that's when it becomes just a complete potluck, like yeah. jackpot or whatever you want to call it of of just a, a sweepstakes, a if sweepstakes. you will. Uh, like Chambers Bay, I felt like it, that was not the case. Like you, there was a route to holes. Yeah, yeah. Of course, the greens were like squirrely and all that stuff, but it, that all netted out to be the same. Whereas, you know, some of these some of these events, that, I don't know, like the Zach Johnson year, where uh, I don't, I don't have any, I don't really remember it that well, but I think it was kind of like a. No, no one's getting close to these pins anyways, so anyone has a shot at it, and I don't know. I feel bad because I, I don't, don't think it's going to happen. I feel bad because I don't remember who it was on Twitter, but shout out to the guy who said. Uh, Bryson's trying to become the first player since Zach Johnson to hit uh, wedges into all the par fives. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> that was very good. Uh, we are going to talk a little bit about. Uh, can we agree Bryson's the biggest story in golf in 2020? Yeah. Okay. 100%. You know, I, I said that the other day and I wanted to make sure that you guys agreed with that. I was actually listening to the Wright Thompson podcast on the way over here, which was excellent. And one of the things that you said uh, that really like struck a chord with me, it was really well said, was in a year that. Tiger fucking Woods is the defending champion. Like, Tiger's not the story coming into the Masters. Like, almost feels kind of like Mr. Irrelevant a little bit, right? And that's uh, speaks to both probably the 
you know, unpredictability or, or sadly, like the predictability of Tiger Woods at this point, and also the uh, just sweepstakes that has, you know, become Bryson. I'll say on the cat, the only thing I'll say is like, does it look good coming to this? Of course not. But I am done being at the 0% confidence level. Like I, what he did last year winning that and coming, like what he've, what he's come back from, he should forever at least maintain 25% confidence. Like anything can happen with that guy. Do I, I expect him to play great? No. But if he comes out in top fives, would I be absolutely stunned? I would not. I think it's, I'm sure Tron can relate to this a little bit. It's a bit like rooting for the Jags. Right where you you go in each week and it's like yeah I mean it's probably not going to happen yeah. but like then when it does you're like yeah, oh awesome that's fun all right the difference with the Jags though right but now you're not, is you're not holding out hopes for it to happen you know what I mean well the difference with the Jags is you don't want it to happen because well, you, you want them to tank right. for a draft pick and we talked about that a little bit yesterday I mean you could make that case with Tiger a little bit too it's like dude unless you're going to win or contend like you might as well miss the cut because we we don't want to distract from from what's going on Tiger should should withdraw and say I'm going to defend next year or I'm going to defend the year after when I feel yeah, better I don't do fall masters. Yeah. He could get the yeah. first pick in the PGL draft also if he if he continues to tank. Here's the only thing I'll say on the cat that it, I'm trying to that trying to talk myself into is like, all right, he has not played much golf this year and he is trying to peak for the majors, whatever that means. That being said, Harding Park, not a good setup for him. Yeah. Wingfoot, not a good setup for him. So it it hasn't looked like he has not peaked for the majors. Um, you know, combination of not playing a lot and bad setups hasn't worked out great. We know Augusta is a good setup for him. We know that. So if he is truly trying to, you know, round himself into form right now, this is what he cares about to play his best golf coming into this week. I could see some good things happening. Why do you say Harding Park was not a good setup for him? Long and thick, rough. I mean, he he doesn't drive it good. I just don't say he drove it good enough. And I don't think he's going to play great with all the health issues he has out of long, he thick, just rough. Looked so bad a couple <laughs> yeah. weeks ago, man. I know, like, but like physically looked bad. I'm not talking talking about his yeah. golf game. Yeah, I, I listen. It's not great, but like I think he can find fairways at Augusta, and he doesn't have to. You know, it becomes more of a feel atmosphere there. I don't know. I'm not like he's not a pick of mine. I'm just saying I'm holding out at least a little bit of hope. It's gonna rain so much. Thursday looks terrible. <laughs> Thursday. Thursday might be a wash. Friday a.m. showers. Saturday showers. High of seventy. Sunday AM showers. If you get into the details, though, uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday is like max rainfall. Uh, it's it's not a ton, but Thursday uh, max rainfall is like an inch and a quarter. Um, Could be a big week for the good. for all caps the draw. Right. You know, it's all about the draw. All about the draw. It could be all about a Monday finish too. That's what I'm. I was looking for a way to shoehorn in my four ball qualifier into this conversation. <laughs> I literally played in this storm yesterday. If it is even remotely <laughs> like what it was, it is going to be an absolute adventure. Not just rain, but like blowing 20 sideways during the rain. Do you, just... do you think, so I saw Angel Cabrera and uh, Immelman withdrew and it wasn't COVID related. Really? Do you think the, you think the green jackets kind of said, Hey, we got some pace of play issues here. Well, so going back to what we know, we know that they changed the cut. This year, that was announced yesterday. They no more ten shot rule, which was unfortunate. Felt like another direct shot at Tianlin Guan, uh, who made the cut as a fourteen year old because of the ten shot rule, despite the slow play penalty. Uh, so that changed. They when, really don't want him there. This exactly. Week. No for, no drive chip and putt. Fourteen fifteen year olds. So that you know, again, what we know, change the cut. Weather's gonna be shitty. TC drive chip and putt is canceled. Was canceled. I guess it already would have taken sunset place. At, sunset is at 527 p.m. We got tight windows. 
Keep it moving, boys. Keep it moving. Randy Randy knows about fitting in golf, though, in these tight windows. He just did it at the NIT oh, this God, past it's, week. It's stressful, isn't it? It's it's the worst. Yeah, the field size is similar. The field size is similar. And, and they only what? have to play 18 holes. And I got to say, I did not want to... I did not want to put anybody on the clock. I really did not want to give anybody a penalty. It's, you know. Here's a question. Here's a question. Could we see, if there's weather an issue, could we see a shotgun start at the Masters (laughs) at some point this week? No. Would they go off both tees? They're already going off both tees. Oh, they're announced that for, Mm. I know at least Sunday. I I forget if it was Saturday as well. But they are going off early in both tees. They're finishing, I think we're like 2.30 or something is the plan on Sunday. Yeah, because of the the football. National Football League. But also, it might be to, now they've bought three hours of potential finishing time if there's delays in earlier parts of the week. So What is what is 60 minutes going to do? I mean, except on the, I don't know. It's going to be well, the no, same time on the West Coast. 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 <laughs> Guy, who's your, who's your, here's quick, what else Who's we your favorite 60 minutes reporter? Uh... I mean, Randy's a huge Scott Pelly guy. I love Scott Pelly. Tron and I saw, met him in the airport one time. I always, Shut up. Yeah, yeah, randomly. Yeah. It was Orlando, right? Yeah, it was outside of Orlando. Um, I, I was always a big Andy Rooney guy. Of course. <laughs> the spicy curmudgeon. <laughs> yeah. All right. We don't have to get that. Matt too. Wallace, is that it? <laughs> <laughs> Leslie Stahl. I mean, they're, they're, they're all great. Ed Bradley was shocked. <laughs> Ed Bradley's earring was sick. <laughs> um. So is that is that about enough for for what we know? Or no, is, no, what else? No, we're, we not, we're so early. We know. <laughs> all right, we know. Cat's doing his champions dinner. Yes, we do. He's doing uh, fajitas, <laughs> uh, sushi, sushi, sashimi. Technically, uh, uh, what else? Wasn't possibly like a milkshake option. He should do sushi burritos. He should. Jack's he, Max kinda, should, or Jack's not Max kind of. Jack's Asian it's combination cuisine. You know what a totally un, unreported, underreported story is about the Champions Dinner? It's like everyone thinks that you're obligated to eat what the guy serves. Most people don't eat the like the, whatever the Champions Dinner guy is serving. Like, that's the special. A lot of people order off the menu. Really? Yeah. I did never heard that. You've never been? I've never been. <laughs> that feels rude. I that's feel like totally that's poor rude. form to go. Yeah. yeah. And you have to pay. You can't. You got to uh, buy the wine. Oh, there. interesting. Really? Yeah. I, I don't know what percentage of you know, it is. Granted, they have like one of the best wine lists in the world. Sure. But. but supposedely, like when Sandy Lyle, uh, you know, got served haggis, like everyone's like, "Yeah, give me a burger." Like I, I'm ordering off the menu. So I would love an audit, man. If if there was a uh, a whistleblower past champion that would be willing to provide this data, I'd love to to publish it safely through NLU. But I think that uh, an the audit, safest way I could present it is that you can order off the menu. I don't know how many people. But that's do what I'm it, saying. Yes. An audit of who does and who gets the special, I think, would yeah. go a long ways towards understanding who some of these guys are as human beings. I want somebody to have the guts to serve breakfast for dinner. Oh, one of these how years. fun with it! I mean, it's totally so fun. Blueberry waffles, pancakes, <laughs> bacon, eggs. Come on, chocolate chip pancakes. <laughs> No, explicitly no. <laughs> no, this is me. the national service. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Maybe uh, drive chip and putt chip. What else that. do we know? <laughs> uh, we know this is Lance Barrow's last Masters. Oh, my gosh. Mm. I forgot about I that. I forgot about that, too. Uh, he wrote something for Golf Digest or golf, Golf.com that was like, oh, I, I read, I hate Reddit. <laughs> Uh, AJ Willie WX is asking, what are your expectations for the week in terms of camera shots, different segments to showcase the course since there's no ropes, fans, and grandstands? I don't know if we want to do coverage right now, but uh, since we're talking about Lance Barrow, what uh, 
any any additions on that? Well, I saw ESPN just made an announcement, right? Or I saw Scott Van Pelt made an announcement through some IBM thing. There's a big like track every group live got expanded even more. Uh, I was hoping one of you guys would pick that up because I didn't actually click on it to find out what it is. I didn't but either, but that sounds wonderful. I think it's like a you can watch anybody on the course live at all times sort of situation. Watson's which is awesome. bucking its head. Watson completely <laughs> is out in the open field at this point. <laughs> So, let, me, let me look that up. That sounds. That sounds. I mean, that, was it last year or two years? Two years ago, they did the. Every shot has been recorded, and you can watch every every player. I mean, so that would make sense if they're able to now do it live, right? Um, what else do we know? We know that there's going to be no backstopping off grandstands. Yes, there was a couple Which questions we got. Adam on that. Scott said that yes, this happens a lot on tour. So I just want to point that out for friend of the program, Joel Damon. For Max Homa, for those guys, that does happen. Guys do try to do that. It does happen, but I would say Augusta is one of the places it happens the least. I, Adam Scott cited that long left of four is a spot, but um, Matt Fitzpatrick said, or Matty Kelly said, you know they could aim at the grandstands right on fifteen and know they'd get a free drop if they were going to hit a exactly. big draw around there. So there are going to be a couple of those spots. I don't. This is not the tournament. I would say it's going to be super integral to the outcome or you know anybody's if strategy. Was, if it was firm and the ball was going to run 40 yards past where that grandstand was, it yeah. would be a big deal. Long left of eight is a big grandstand. Um, there's really not that many grandstands. That's the Icarito grandstand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's really not that many grandstands uh, at Augusta. So. By the way, I'd, I'd like to acknowledge something. In our tournament this past weekend, there was a the ma- NIT. The NIT. There was a major, major backstopping uh issue with one uh on the fourth it was the third hole third hole of the championship you gonna name names no we won't name names on here but how will they learn what the eventual winner was rushing up to mark his ball as a class like a class like a class act and rushing running (laughs) (laughs) and and another guy in his group like fast played it and (laughs) Sculled it. It's like a one, like a one timer at hockey. And it hit it. It it hit the ball. Uh, stops right there, and he made the birdie putt. So well, that mm. in that instance, and this is where the gray area is. If the other player has declared his intent to mark, that is now a penalty on the guy that played. That's what. That's what I know. That's what I'm saying. That's, like, what that's we an saying. interesting incident. Yeah. Like the rest of them are like technically you don't have to like do anything. Like, sure. You can't enforce it. And if that if the guy that was that hit the ball was going to be in contention. Like, we were going to assess a penalty on the 15th or 16th hole. See, that, I would have uh, rather you just assess the penalty right there. No, uh, that's, we, that's a Dustin that's Johnson situation. situation. Yeah. yeah. We, we tried to spook him. <laughs> <laughs> Big shout-out to Clint, our, the winner of our yeah. inaugural NIT, by the way. Yeah. Complete class act, deserving champion. Can we take a, uh, a quick break? One, to point out, uh, we made a, a litany of picks like we always do for the majors, uh, always, mean mostly just this year. On our YouTube channel and our DraftKings preview show, um, and you can you can find all those there. We're going to get into some picks on this show. It's not going to be we got we take hundred points, we allocate them, you know, a lot of different ways. Track it over the course of a year. I finish in last. That's kind of how this thing is gone. Uh, we're going to make some picks on this one, but I don't know if I'm assuming you guys know this, but this Sunday will truly be a Sunday like no other. Uh, how often do you guys remember going from Masters Sunday coverage into professional football, Masters Saturday coverage into college football? Formula One into Masters. Can't remember that ever happening. There's no shortage 
of action this week. The DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook, wants you to put wants to put you in the center of the action. Many different ways to make it rain. If you haven't tried the app yet, head to the App Store now. You don't want to miss this. So get this: DraftKings is ensuring all new users are covered up to one hundred dollars, meaning. You bet they cover you with risk-free Sunday betting on all of Sunday's action up to $100. How sweet is that? Surprised you didn't shoehorn that into your picks this week. I probably should have. Try to get away with something there. That's just Sunday betting, though. I couldn't Correct. I couldn't do it ahead of time. That's true. I would like to also mention that I hit my Canadian bet. Thank you. On, uh, that, that for is the not, U.S. Open. Not Very relevant cool. to the ad read. So cool. I'm hot right now, baby. <laughs> this weekend, uh, there's plenty of action to get on. So head to the app now. Uh, I can't wait to see kind of the little daily bets they have going there. They're the daily action. Uh, there's a lot of fun matchups, Tiger versus Phil, and and a lot of other uh, great week long stuff that you can do. I love the quick hit though, like round one leader stuff like that. There's so Instant much gratification. Yeah. There's so much action this week too. It's <laughs> a say, massive night from action tonight. The spread hawks are playing tonight. Hammer that nine and a half, baby, in Buffalo. <laughs> And on top of those great sign-up offers, DraftKings has special promotions and odd bo- odds boosts every day of this year's tournament in Augusta, Georgia. DraftKings safe, reliable, and secure, making it easy for you to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. So, again, download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. They're insuring your Sunday bets up to $100. Do I need to say it one more time? Sure. I'll say it one more time. They're insuring your bets up to $100. Thank you so much. When you use promo code NLU during sign up, this is for a limited time only, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. Risk free coverage paid out in site credits. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler or in Indiana, 1 800 9. With it. With it. Thank you. So, sir, what if I live in Fort Wayne, Indiana? <laughs> Where should I call? 1 800 9 with it. There you go. Um, do you want to talk some Bryson before we get into picks? We haven't even finished. What, what do we know? Okay, well, what, what do we know? know? What, what do we know? know? Sergio, uh, COVID-19. College, college game day. College game day is going to be there. That's on Saturday. That's huge. We didn't have a chance to react to that. Is What do you guys... I, I had trouble getting really excited about that. It's a big shrug that. for me. I know. It's, I'm not a college football It's fun guy. for care. the people that... Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Sure. Right. What at the beginning of this year, a fast a rewind 365 days. What would it have taken for you to believe, like, oh yeah, next November at the Masters College Game Day is going to be there? That's a really that's truly a really good truly what a world. Um, and then at last, uh, what we know, the the Lee Elder announcement I thought was worth worth chatting about. Lee Elder will be one of the honorary starters or hit one of the honorary opening tee shots. Uh, not. For this Masters, but for the April Masters, Augusta doing a bunch of other stuff as well. Scholarship in his name, funding a women's golf team at Payne College. Uh, just, you know, cool stuff going on by Augusta. I want to get into something on the, on the later half, but I, I'm go ahead. Going back, I think is, is Lee, if Tiger makes a cut, Lee Corso is definitely going to put on a Tiger head and, and pick Tiger to win. I would like, just from a, a strictly from a head perspective, I don't I see him being pretty limited this week, <laughs> right? And so I, I would think he's going to try to shoehorn in Tiger. Uh, well, I'm, I'm really, you know, on Hal Cabrera. Maybe he can use the Oregon Duck. Hal Cabrera's not there. Uh, he's not even there. That's right. We covered that. That's what we know. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm trying to think of other. I mean, this is a great thing to unpack. What other? giant heads could he put on is he just going college mascots what's the school that doesn't let him put the mascot head on so he never picks the school i just heard that come out like there's one school that like doesn't let him use the mascot head he doesn't have the rights to it so he just never picks that team <laughs> that's <clears> sweet <throat> um what, oh, what auburn he can't auburn. he can't wear the auburn mascot head what uh what do you from from what we've heard about the golf course 
do you what do we think about how it's going to play like what do we think that really does to it i know there's a huge variable of the weather coming in but anything out there that you've heard on green speeds or the way because ian poulter posted videos as looks pretty similar everything seems pretty similar rory seemed to think things are kind of different pretty different it's probably got to play a little bit longer um especially you know like holes like seven uh, like some, like some of the uphill holes, I think probably play longer. And then otherwise, I don't think anybody knows until they because it changes so much from practice round right, to yeah. that. Day. This is yeah. I mean, this is going to be the drink every time someone says sub air game. But I mean, it's I feel like they they're in pretty good control of of how it's going to play. Even if it doesn't sound like torrential downpours, like you're saying, Randy, like the just Thursday, it sounds like that's going to be the worst torrential. And so the the. Obvious one or the early standout one would be like wet golf course equals Bryson even more probably, but which to I don't know to what extent that'll be true. If you haven't gone through and listened to all our uh, the Maddie Kelly podcast about Augusta National, we talked for almost an hour and a half breaking down every single hole. One of the points he makes though about sub air, which is a common misconception about sub air, is like it's there to make the golf course playable when it rains. Right. It does you do not go from soft greens to firm greens because of sub air. Like it sucks the water out to make. The green's playable, and that's basically how it works. Everyone always says, "Oh, they're going to crank the sub up, sub air up tomorrow, and make it super firm." And it's not really or to, or to works. firm it up over a longer period of time. Right? Yeah. yeah. So that's well, I, all right. So we're going to hear that a lot if it rains. Going so. going back to the Maddie thing earlier, uh, Maddie was say, was saying there's this cable <laughs> that holds up this tree <laughs> to the left of 13T. About uh, it's, it's up. Um, yeah, it looks like it's up about 50, 60 yards up on the left. We got to do a really good job of painting the picture here because yeah. it took me a long time to understand what was and going we'll on. And we'll post it. We'll, I'll post a, a picture from the Masters Instagram of of this tree. And I guess they can they they crank the cable up. It looks like the tree is about, like, it wants to fall down, right? Yes. Like, basically wants to fall down across the... The big trunk of the tree wants to grow at, like, a 45-degree angle. Across like the teen corridor. Across the teen corridor. It's got so they use a cable <laughs> to crank the the trunk of the tree up to you know vertical. Yeah. So Maddie for practice so, rounds. Yeah. So Maddie said you know he'd never know like this first time he never noticed the tree, and then they get out there on Thursday and he's like, "Holy shit, where'd this tree come from?" And then he looks back. And then he looks and yeah. there's a cable there, and they just crank it up and crank it down. <laughs> So what are they, they going to do with the tree? I wonder if they'll put that on the on the whole location sheet. Also, the tree will be at seventy eight <laughs> degrees. Exactly. That's. I mean, that's a big variable. What a stupid. What an indictment of just everything that's going on in golf. We don't need to get on the soapbox too much, but if you're cranking trees across <laughs> the, the teen corridor, maybe there might be an issue. But. Let's let's wait and see what happens. I guess maybe this is much ado about about nothing. But I've never heard if that, that becomes a factor. Holy shit! I've never heard that phrase related course setup. Cranking trees. Yeah, <laughs> you got to remember, man. The the trees gonna be cranked down at thirteen, so Bryson might not be able to hit driver. Can we talk a little bit about what we've heard, what we know from Bryson so far? I figured we were doing the whole, the last hour on Bryson, so okay. we're, we're delaying getting there. We as know much that as if possible. Bryson wins this thing and runs away with it and brings the course to its knees, that. Golf's going to have to do something. Which there was an interesting note in Ryan Lavner's piece on how the media center is under assault from Bryson on the range. So good. That he's landing oh. within 10 yards yes. of it, and there were four green jackets sitting Too there watching it, watching it happen. Uh, yeah, I, I, that, I'm rooting for it. I'm definitely rooting for him to burn it to the ground. Limited like, flight golf ball next April. Give him 
four months to prepare. So I wanted to float this theory out there, and I forget if I've said this on the pod. I know we were talking about the NIT this past week, but all right, Augusta. When did Augusta buy the the property? Like 2017, behind 13. Like they bought it. Yeah, 2017 a, or 18. A, a long time ago. This is the first year that images have surfaced of the new service road that's built all the way behind it, which they claim, you know, that they bought it for this service road, but. The, the service road goes suspiciously 40 yards out of the it's way. A of very T-box-shaped service behind. road. Behind. Like, it it would take them 38 seconds, probably, to build a new T back there if they wanted to. My question that I'm just suspicious of, why haven't they? Yeah. Why haven't they? Which, I, I think, you total know. pie in the sky, like, I just a prognostication, zero neg- negative inside information on this. Part of me thinks that they're just, like, waiting to see if something happens, and if it doesn't, 2021 is yep limited flight golf ball. We're not moving this tee back. They're gonna they're gonna try to force the issue. I guess. And the, the the only down the only thing I see against that though is the fact that the Riddler was with the USGA for so long, and was one of the ones to sleep at the wheel. Or right? I mean, I guess the optimistic view would be he'd be one of the ones like on the inside seeing how much of a problem it was and and seeing yeah. a bunch of inaction. Because from what I gathered, there were at least people within the USGA that were willing to make the change. Yeah. And they did not have support from at least one major, huge ass professional tour, which was a big holdup mm. for them. Okay, <laughs> you can draw your own conclusions on that, but they get it. It's the Asian tour; they get a ton of world ranking <laughs> points. Uh, so it's not like saying the the USGA. I get where you're at. That, you know, you kind of got to cover your own ass. But like, I, there were at least people within the organization during during the Fincham era that were willing to look into doing this and they got absolutely no support. So take from that what you will. PGA Tour thinks they're bigger than the game. (laughs) I didn't say PGA Tour. You did. I Uh, think to underscore some of the Bryson stuff, uh, I know we've mentioned mentioned this a bit, but the data golf people, you know, friends of the prod, uh, do a great job. They, They do their course fit tool every week. And I think... It's worth probably understating, even though I know this has been done a million times in golf already. Why is everybody talking about Bryson so much? Oh my gosh, he's he's only won one tournament. Why is everybody tripping over themselves to to do this? The course fit tool that the data golf guys do basically, I think, underscores it pretty perfectly that Augusta National massively, massively skews towards two things: driving distance and putting. Massively skews away from driving accuracy, and it's. I mean, it it's like if you were going to build a matrix to to really sum up like why a course would fit Bryson's everything he's been doing, right? It it seems to check every single box, and so I think that's just worth reiterating at every point as people keep having Bryson fatigue and like why are we talking about him so much? It it, it really truly fits him like seemingly in every way, except for the greens books. As, yeah, as no I know greens you pointed books. out yesterday. What about people are making a big deal? Of course, I mean you got to play well. In every facet, to a to a certain extent, but I've heard I've I've been reading a lot about like approaching the green has been a a pretty telltale sign of of success. Does that not? I mean, I mean, I just think it's a lot different approaching the green if you're coming in from 103 yards as compared to sure. 175 yards. I think that's kind well, of well, sure, yeah. and that that probably gets baked into this like the shots gained yeah, right. approaching the green. Yeah. The idea basically would be that, you know, Bryson is taking care, take somewhat gaining strokes gained approach by bombing it so far that even a marginal shot from 100 yards is going to be way better than, you know, so and so Jordan Spieth's eight iron into blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it gets to the point where his bad wedges are the same as an average 
you know, yes. seven iron. Yeah. So his strokes gain approach number might not be crazy, but that doesn't mean that he is not in one of the best possible positions you could be in in regulation on almost every hole. Right. And I don't want people to take everything we're saying is like, oh, Bryson's, Bryson's like, this is easy to do. Like, he, he deserves all the credit in the 100%. world for, because this is very, very, very hard to do. Like, if, like, why is he the first to do it? He's because the only one. Yeah, exactly. Like, there's something, there's something to be said for that. There's a lot to be said for that. But at the same time, like, if he serves as this example, this template, then the game is going to be radically different from here on out. I think the thing that, that really blew me away, a couple of different people have done this. PJTour.com had a really good article basically taking all of his, all of his shot dispersions from the U.S. Open and laying them over the actual holes at Augusta and just showing like how big, what was his biggest left miss, what was his biggest right miss. Let's take all of those and then fit everything else in between. And those corridors, it was basically a 65-yard kind of delta between those two things. And it was like, dude, if he does the exact same thing there, he's going to hit it past all the trouble on this hole, this hole, this hole, this hole, this hole. He's not going to be like, there's just no other. I'm, there's I'm no bunkers in his way off the tee. No, none. And Unless I'm, there's wind in the face. I'm really trying to think of like, where are places you drive it at Augusta where you're just completely boned, right? And it's like left of two, which he's going to hit it past all that stuff. Left of nine is no good. Left of nine is no good, which he's, that was the example they used. Like, he's no, he's going to hit it past all left those of, trees. Left of seven is Left bone. of seven's bad, but other than that, it's like you're you're hitting it past all of the death spots, right? Yes. And that's the thing that's like I think everybody's who hates Bryson, which I'm sure some of us uh, fall in that camp from time to time, is like holding out hope that oh, it's just not gonna it's not gonna work. Like he's it's gonna backfire on him. It's like dude, he's gonna he's gonna hit it long and straight, man. That that's gonna show up like every week for the most part it is not gonna backfire on him i can confidently say that that doesn't mean it's gonna work right but it, it's it, like he's infinitely increased it, his chance his floor is so much higher yes than any other player in the field right and i i'm i feel like i want to direct a ton of comments at people that the it's probably the people that are not listening to this show that say a lot of really dumb things about it like this is not make or break this tournament is not a deciding no. factor in Bryson's strategy the future of the game he's already validated yeah it. he yeah. totally has and if he finishes t15 and everyone says oh yeah, see i knew it wouldn't work at augusta no He's probably going to be, you know, he's going to gain a bunch of knowledge about it. Go back in the lab. He's probably going to win it this spring. Like, he's going to win one of the, the next two. The spring should think. fit him better than this yeah. one. Yeah. I, um, I, I would agree with that. But I, I, what, what else is out there in terms of, like, what are just, like, five dumb things you guys hear in the conversation about Bryson that you just want to be like? Well, I, I'd like to one, say. One like, that he can't putt. He was 10. Yep. He 10, can't putt without a greens book. He was 10. We don't know that. We don't know that. He, his putting from Augusta without greens books the last few years has been not good. I don't, I mean, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, he's had fine finishes here. Yeah. He's only played what, two of them, I think three of them. Three or four. He played in as an amateur and he played in the amateur in 16 and then 17, 18, 19. So okay. he's played in four, I think. I, I I would love to see him get pinched with a slow play penalty. As well. That would be sick. That'd be sweet. Um, you know, but he walks so fast. You got to you got to factor that in too. I'm trying to think what I, else. I, so I, some other stuff was just like, well, just make 13 a par four. Then this like dumb debate goes away. Like, <laughs> no, that that's not at all how it works. Part one par is irrelevant. Two, we're talking about like again the the 13th hole. The reason why people have focused on it so much is it, for decades upon decades upon decades, it's been one of, if not the greatest hole in golf in terms of the shot value in that in that tee shot of. 
If you take on the risk, if you pull it close to that hazard, you are rewarded with a flat lie and you get to attack this green. And if you bail for the right, that ball sits above your feet and it is a super hard approach. And it is just like the one of the deciding shots in that round. If you go in that water, you know, when you're trying to hunt down a leader, your chances are over. And if you just go bypass all of that challenge to bomb it over the corner, which guys are already kind of doing. Or even taking that risk out and blowing it into 14. Yes. Where you have a flat lie and 145 yards. <laughs> which means we are no longer playing one of the game's greatest like challenges and tests that is ever had. It's just like there's no more decision. Yes. Like the decision's gone. It's just that just sucks. That's the whole point. Yeah, I think. I feel like that's it's been that like it's amplified with Bryson, but yes. I feel like we've been there for a while. 100%. Yeah. yeah. That's 100%. the thing. Like it's not just Bryson. Rory, yeah. JT, DJ, Finau, Bubba. Bubba was taking it over the corner. Yeah. yeah. But that was ago. that was luck, I think, a little bit to that. I mean, he was not was trying to hit that there. Bit. It was well, shoved, and, and, and he's a watch, lefty. That helped. When you watch Bubba play, it looks like there's artistry there. With where, whereas with Bryson, it's brute force. <laughs> totally, and that's that. You know, to your what are the dumb things you hear about Bryson? I think one of them is, and this is kind of probably turned into a straw man a little bit, but that there's no skill. Like it's to that 65 yard corridor. Like it's really hard to hit it. 360 and and have them all within 65 yards of each other. That's that's bananas. It's just rewarding a certain skill. Yes. So much. exponentially more than the yeah. other skills involved. That is the, the game's best. out of balance. That's the best way I could sum it up. Thank you, TC. You just saved us a 15 minute conversation on this, which we'll have again next week on the show probably. <laughs> Do um, does the winner this year is there an asterisk? With no fans, like of all the tournaments, depends on who wins. <laughs> that was my thought too. If we uh, like the winner, absolutely not. I'm gonna have to see it first before I. <laughs> you know it when you see it. Exactly. Can we before we move on from Bryson though? Can we touch on some of the clubs he's hit in? Uh, some of the reports we've heard. Uh, practice round with Sandy Lyle. He had 65 yards into the first hole. This is, I believe, coming from Golf.com. Uh, hit, <laughs> hit Sandy Lyle. Hit something like seven iron into number eight. Uh, hit seven iron to 13 in the initial practice round, but he hit three wood. And then yesterday on Monday, he hit three drivers, had one, 130 front, 148 front, and then hit one in the trees on, on 13. So um, not Which positive he's going to hit driver. Was it the cable tree? <laughs> I don't think they've lowered it yet. The cable tree could be our best defense. He hit either nine iron or wedge into 15, um, and then he hit like a yeah a sand wedge into number nine, which we were expecting that. What's he hitting into two? Uh, he hit, I believe, nine iron into two. <laughs> um, that's cool. That's cool, man. That's so stupid. I should have this information handy, but I don't. Gosh, I mean, it's it's a seismic seismic change here, guys. Well, all right. So on that front, he didn't even bring the big driver either. He did, yeah, he did. imagine when the forty-eight inch driver gets starts <laughs> yeah. bucking his head. I know that that's an interesting thing. I mean, so again, in that in that I think it was the Golf Week article or Golf Channel article. He's saying like, not a, it was interesting comments. It was kind of in typical Bryson fashion of like, not everything I try works. Yeah, and I, I'm not going to get stuck chasing going down a rabbit hole. Like it was not working for him. I don't know what that means. I don't know if he just wasn't getting the distance or wasn't getting the accuracy. He's not putting it into play. And he was talking about how he's getting so many RPMs on the ball. He could, he's getting too much spin. Too much spin. He's losing that 30, 40 yards. He's losing 25 to 30 yards with his tee balls right now. And he's back to on the range working on getting those RPMs down. So he could. So he was carrying, routinely carrying at 325 on Monday in the practice round, which isn't 
Ast- I mean, it's astronomical, but it's not like that's not him maxed out. That's not out. the different stratosphere from the other guys. Correct. And that's not him like at his total best. So if he's able to put 25 to 30 on that, carrying around 350 on average, that is where things are really going to change. So sorry, I found it. Eight iron, it was into two. Flew the green with three wood off the tee on three. Kind of going to need to see that one. I don't know. But I don't know <laughs> if I totally believe that one. Uh, seven iron into number eight, sand wedge on nine, pitching wedge on 10, nine iron on 11. Uh, the previous movie mentioned seven iron on 13. And that was with three wood off the tee. Uh, on 15, he hit nine iron into, and then 17, he hit sand wedge in. So I'm all for the 11th hole. Maybe people will actually start, you know, trying to go for their, go for that flag instead of just bailing. What can we have the Bryson conversation about, you know, and it's come up in relation to other sports, but I mean, the guy just put on 40 pounds of weight and now is hitting the ball longer than anybody in the history of the game. Like, I, I think it's very fair when people say, you know, if your favorite baseball player came back after an off season and had gained 40 pounds and is now hitting more home runs than ever, anybody ever, like there would be a very it does, it legitimate does. discussion about whether that's performance enhancing substances or not that. Well, aided that. Thankfully, the PGA Tour's got a very robust and transparent drug testing, uh, you know, protocol that they've been following religiously from all accounts since uh, since golf restarted. Or wait, no, they we don't know anything about it. We don't know if there's <laughs> no, been they, any tests. They haven't tested at all. I know, but like, yeah. there's been no transparency on any of that, and how there's you know, no one. It, it's all, I'm glad you're willing to ask the question because no one else seems willing to ask the question other than Brooks Kepka. Um, It'd be interesting. Bryson seems like the kind of guy that would want to play in the Olympics. Yeah. Play in the Olympics. Yeah. I, it just, I don't know. The conversation I, needs to be had. Well, I'm with you. It's a that. legitimate, like, it's it's a legitimate conversation. Same with, the, same with the cat. It's why you have internal controls. Shout out accounting. Uh, <laughs> like, to pre- like, to prevent people having this conversation. If you have robust drug tests and transparent drug testing that people know is going on, we don't have to ask that question. And no one is allowed at press conferences to ask these questions, I'm sure. I mean, they're, they're, it's hand-selected media at, it at does, this point. It does feel so similar to – what year was the Sosa-McGuire thing? 98. Yeah, 98. Yeah, so I would have been, what, 11? This so was long-gone summer. I remember watching baseball as an 11-year-old that year. Just like, this is awesome, man. They just keep it – you see how far they're hitting it? This is so cool. It never crossed my mind Uh like what was so obviously going on, and uh, it does feel like eerily similar to that, doesn't it? Watch, oh, how far? What did he? What's he doing? He's screaming on the tee box about how far he's hitting it. His chin is shiny all the time. Let's what's, what's he going tried to on? get into a fight with Brooks Kepka? <laughs> yeah, weird. No, this is sick. It's just so hard to change your body like that. Like just natural. Like yeah, that's what's. I I don't know. Can I? Bryson has two middle names. You know what? I found that out yesterday too. So it's not really B A D bad. It's B J A D. Bryson James Aldrich DeChambeau. It sounds very Danish. It's a lot God. of God. God. <laughs> That's a lot of syllables going on in that name. <laughs> I, I I I think we do this pretty well at every stop of just saying like it's not. I and I I guess the reasoning why. Bryson is the only one that's capable of doing this. I think is important in this the golf machine swing that he has built. I just don't think you know so and so can tack on forty yards and swing it the same. I don't think Rory has it in him to add that much more. It's like Bryson's swing, whether he planned this for many years or not, is built to 
potentially add on a shit ton of weight, swing the club differently than everybody else does anyways, and you know add that much speed. No one else is capable of just straight up adding that kind of speed and maintaining any kind of accuracy with it. Yeah, Phil's trying. It ain't going great. I mean, I would say guys are capable. Like DJ would have the frame and the build, right? I don't, I don't like, is DJ's that what you mean? Swing works. Like Everybody. That. I'm saying talks- the swing matching up with the yeah. body type. Okay. Everybody talks about Finau as that guy, right? That like he has. He's the the other guy that has the launch codes, right? And I could see Rom. He refuses like to too. put the world through that. I agree. I I think he does have a shitload of speed, but I'm saying like Finau couldn't just bulk up and the right. same oh, right, way right, Bryson right. has sorry, done sorry, it. Sorry. I was thinking golf swing. Yeah. Yes, but yeah. it's it's not like every player could go add 40 pounds and swing it that much harder that, than I they th- currently do. I think Rom's one that could just just with hit that short back swing yeah. and like just kind of the, like his his all. His physique that he already has. That would truly turn him into Ron J. Ham. <laughs> I'd be curious to ask Bryson if wh- where he thinks the percentage is, uh, you know, the distance increase he has, the percentage that's related to like speed related training drills and muscles he's done, and what the percentage is related to the weight gain. Yeah. Because from what I've, he's kind of intimated, like, I don't need to be putting on the weight to be swinging it this hard. I'm just doing it because it's dope. It looks cool. <laughs> I look so cool. Uh, so I, I, I'd be curious on that one, but, uh, do you guys want to do some, some picks for now? Or do you want to, do you want to get some questions? We want to save the picks. What do you think? Let's do questions. We'll build to picks. Okay. Right? Um, the, the lizard. Just kidding. At, I'm picking Bryson. So let, let's just, let's just get that out of the way. At Dahawk tweets with all the rain, abundance of sticky Bermuda and thick boy. Will we see multiple scoring records this week? So this was one of the DraftKings props this week. Was I think it was like plus 2,000, 62 or better. Uh, and I could very much see, Randy, you were reading off the forecast a little bit. If you get you know the draw and maybe a little rain in the morning, nice calm afternoon, like, yeah, I could totally, totally see that, right? People, yeah, I, people it's going to be blustery, it. I think, is the only thing. You need it to be like dead-ass calm and soft there, which I, I don't know if we're going to get that. And I think I think Augusta's got to be more scared than ever of somebody just annihilating the golf course. So I I don't think it's going to be set up easy in any way. Friday we have thirty percent chance of rain and five mile an hour winds. Yeah, I thought it'd be a little blusterier than that. But. Saturday's nine. Okay, well that's throw Sunday, Saturday out. Sunday seven. Oh yeah, throw Sunday out too. That's that's a <laughs> no. Lot. Those were you told me at the U.S. Open. Those were <laughs> yeah. that's it's more than enough wind. <laughs> I Don't said a seven-mile-an-hour difference from the what you're expecting versus what you get. <laughs> Objection. Up, Objection. We're not, we're not relitigating that. <laughs> we don't need to relitigate. That case is closed. Rocked we rocked. <laughs> <laughs> um, so another question we got from Andrew WTGR. Oh, both major say Andrew WK. <laughs> That's what I was. <laughs> both major winners so far this year are first-timers, perhaps helped by no fans bringing that cauldron atmosphere. Augusta has always talked about being a course more than other that favors those that know the place inside out and out and have a history there. Which one wins out here? Hmm. I think it's set up better than ever for a first-time winner. Yeah, I was thinking about this during the the Wright Thompson pod too, where you know you guys were astutely pointing out how much people are typically trying to peak during their seasons, right? They're peaking like West coast swing into the, into Florida and, and eventually like, okay, now it's time for the masters. Like we've, we've built up to this and this year is so totally different to that. I don't know if that opens the door again. It's kind of almost like the, the, the rub of the green thing at the beginning. I don't know if that opens the door for more of a quote unquote fluky winner. Or if it just means like okay, if nobody's sharp, then 
probably one of the best guys that's going to be sharpest. Is the distinction first-time major winner or first-time winner at Augusta? Or does it matter? I think it's a fair to ask both. both. I think somebody could win their first major this week, for sure. Yeah. Like Rom, I, I don't, I don't know why Rom hasn't won a major yet. Right. But like it's crazy. That, 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 yeah. So, and I, I, we touched on this, you know, with uh, Matt Fitzpatrick as well. The the data golf arg, uh, article, how important is experience to success at Augusta National? It's, I suggest people go open that up as you're doing your handicapping. It's a great analysis of like, it, it's complicated, but you just got to look at the chart to see like how your strokes gained peaks, you know, between years like six and years 12 of playing the course how that is your best uh strokes gain in relation to uh your your talent or whatever it is it's wild to see i'm looking over your shoulder just wild to see how it flips in like year three there right like yes. going from negative to positive yeah in in year three like first couple years is a real thing of your negative strokes gain per round um versus yeah after you've had some experiences and I don't know how like self-selecting this is. Like the people that are playing eight, nine, ten, eleven ma- majors are the best players, so right. that's probably why. But uh, there's definitely something to learning that golf course, and uh, I'm sure just being comfortable in the environment and knowing how the bounces are going to go and 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 how the putts are going to break. I feel like this is the one tournament where the rib is very. Uh, first of all, the McRib's back. I was going to say it's, it's smelling like a McRib season. Where he seems like he gets jacked up from the fans and everything in, in most normal tournaments and that helps them out but at augusta it seems like there's so much not scar t- i mean there's scar tissue from the one year but it's like he he's tried to juice himself up too much there to where he can kind of be a little bit more restrained and a little bit more just level-headed there well i think to our you know the thing we we're saying up front is i think the rib has been the bryson story you know coming in for for so many years right mm-hmm. and it's really hard to it's really, I would assume it's really hard to play well when that's the case, right? It's always like there's the Tiger story, maybe the Phil story, and then what one other story going into Augusta that I feel like the, the general golf populace can kind of wrap their head around. And it's usually the rib, right? Career Grand Slam. And now this year, like, I mean, he has he ever come into a major with less like hype, less and he's got people a, talking? He's got extra perspective. Yeah, he's, he's got that perspective. That's TC's, golf's not his biggest priority. TC's got that new perspective, so he, his takes are extremely measured he's got new perspective with the new child uh but so if you're if you're picking him to win i think that's i'm not picking, i'm not picking him to win <laughs> related question from nick turner how differently will augusta play without the patrons rory spoke about it in august saying he was finding it easier to lose focus without the noise and excitement of fans hard to quantify no but who does no patrons help or hinder the most in relation to rory i think in a normal week that's true but i think in like this week it's not for him right Where, yeah he can't lose yeah he yeah. he it's much harder to lose focus at the Masters, I would assume. But I, it's going to be freaking eerie. Yes, that's exactly the word that I had in my mind. Is is I don't know how it can't when you get down to like Amen Corner and stuff when you're so 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 used to seeing it one way, and then it's just dead silent. Like I, that has to be so disconcerting, right? Yeah, I would think so. I and I I know a couple of the pros that we've talked to. I, I mean, they seem to to indicate. The, the no fans is is helpful right for guys trying to trying to close it down down the stretch um so I guess that feeds back into yeah it could be a first time major winner at least somebody who hasn't won in Augusta you know at least having a little better shot maybe this year than than in an, any other year 
for of all places, you know, it maybe gets mythologized. What's the word there? Uh, Something along those lines. Yeah, it's. I think everybody knows what you mean. Okay, uh, of all the places where the crowd noise really matters, Augusta, uh, yeah. the, the roars and stuff on the back nine out there are extremely real, and I think so clearly to that image of when Tiger almost aces 16 on Sunday last year, like all the fans around Kepka's getting ready to tee off all the fans standing up, looking over Kepka, like on the left side of that tee box to see what happened with tiger cheering in his ear <laughs> as it's happening is a, a thing like the, the, you can't ignore, you know, which roar Maddie talked about, you know, which roars are birdies, you know, which one are Eagles, you know, which one's a par save. And to have none of that is going to be really, really weird on the back nine. Yeah. So, um, is Nance just going to lean into the, the the silence of it? Like it's going to be so. it's going to be jarring to have that much silence and, and Nance with his dulcet tones and then Faldo just blabbering away. <laughs> <laughs> they should let Lee Corso out on the back <laughs> nine on Sunday. Corso and Faldo feel like birds of a feather, don't they? Corso, Faldo, and Berman. <laughs> <laughs> what? I want to get this question in. I think we kind of talked about it, but from at golfing elephant, first of all, great handle is anything short of a win considered a disappointment for Bryson and, and what position does he need to finish at or above to appease the talking heads? I think we talked about that, but what, what finish would, would, would you say like, Hey, that was successful. I want to preface this. He literally won the U S open. Yes. <laughs> so I don't think there's any, I don't think there's any validation. Yeah. It's uh, needed. It's pretty much house money for the calendar year right Truly, now. Truly like, unless he goes out and shoots 82, 82, I think it's, you know, it's house, yeah, house money. So I, I just I don't see how he doesn't over seventy two holes and this massive driving advantage. I don't know how that doesn't end up equaling like a top ten, right? That that kind of seems like the floor. I think anything outside of top ten would be a disappointment yeah. for him. I don't I, to that earlier point. I don't think it disvalidates or unvalidates anything that he's done. Agree. Or the reasoning for it. In, invalidate. There we go. Struggling with the vocabulary today a little bit. Uh, at Pro B1Iron, more surprising first-round score. Jordan shooting 75 or Jordan shooting 65? Jordan shooting 65. 65. <laughs> yeah. If it was like 68 versus 78, I would say probably 78. But 65 would be would be jarring. For the better, he's gonna totally get involved early. Yeah, I, I'm, I I'm counting know on it. it. We know yeah, that might, much, right? He might be our our uh, our new Fred Couples at this point. You know, <laughs> oh, Spieth's making a run. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? I, I I I've talked myself into at least the run. I I don't get super hyped anymore when he has the Thursday Friday run because it just never lasts seventy two holes. But I you couldn't convince me any stronger that he's absolutely making a move Thursday, Friday. I mean, outside of Bryson, is uh, I know we're the biggest Spieth homers in the world, and I don't care. We're just going to keep doing it. But was there anything outside of Bryson? You know, I th I'm fascinated to see what Bryson does. Outside of that, is there anything you want to see on your TV more on Thursday than Spieth just in the rain, just grinding out like a 67? God, that sounds fun to watch. Would you rather see Spieth win or the cat? Spieth. Spieth. I'm with Spieth, too. Spieth. Yeah. Uh, would you rather see Bryson win or the cat? Bryson. Yeah, Bryson, for sure. Cat. I think I'm Bryson. <laughs> I think that'd be more interesting. Would you rather see Rory or JT win? Mm. Uh, Rory. Roderick. Rory, Rory. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like, JT, I can't figure out how... I mean, it's not like he's had bad performances here. He's had... I uh, think he's a little uncomfortable T39, there. T22, T17, T12. He's gotten... Better each year. Better each year. But it, 
with he he's a little wayward with the driver, but he hits it forever. Great, uh, you know, approaching the greens. Great iron player. Like it seems like this would be a fantastic course for him. I feel like there's you know we talked a little bit about it earlier this week, and I feel like there's a you know just this like tier A of guys where it's like man, you can crunch all the numbers and everything. Like how is it not going to be Bryson, Rory, JT, Brooks, DJ, or Rom? Right? Is there anybody else in that? And, and I almost feel like JT's kind of like the, you know, the maybe last in that tier or whatever, but it's still, he, I'm with you. He feels head and shoulders above it feels the majority like, of the rest of the field. Yeah. And it feels like that. But then I feel like there's that second tier where like it's Cantlay, not going to be Shoffley. all those guys, but it, it's going to be like one of one or two of those guys. Yeah. Cantley, Shoffley, Finau. Like Morikawa, right? right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. God. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That, exactly. That's the thing. You could play this tournament 20 times and it, it's like there's, some of these guys yeah. just need sample size, right? Right. Like if, if they play it fifteen times, they're going to win one of them. It's not. It may not be in the first twelve tries or the first fourteen tries, but they'll win the fifteenth one. Yeah, it's funny because Kepka is the same way. Where his his finish at Augusta has gotten better all the first four times he's played it, and, and many, now he's into that year five. He just played well last week. Many people think. I I think maybe he gave up. I think he took a dive so the cat could win. Yeah, he won it last year. He, yeah, he definitely did, and. I, the the beef I had with the the DraftKings video you guys shot yesterday, DJ was very competitive in last year's Masters. He missed by a shot. Thank you. <laughs> These guys are uh, shitting all over. Yeah, Dustin. And His I'm Augusta like, record is good. Yes, I would say. Like like Dustin. That that's the guy. I'm like, how has, has he, he not won this? Year? Has he ever had the lead on the back nine? Yeah, the year he fell on the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> very true. Very true. He led wire to wire. <laughs> I was gonna say, it, just because you don't remember it, Randy, does not mean that he was not competitive. Uh, no, I mean, I mean, I, I don't know. Also, you declared him dead too early, so you can issue an apology. You said he'd give him through the end of this year, plus next year's right. open. I, f- I forgot this. This Masters is technically, yeah. yeah, that's my mistake. All right, Phil or Tiger? I think if I can give a shout out to at eight double who sent the question is, do you think question. Tiger or Phil will have a better finish? Do you think either will realistically make the cut? Trying to make up for all the times that we miss, uh, we don't work questions. So I think either can absolutely make the cut. Yeah. I, I think I, both of those guys can can kind of miss it around. Uh, I I would just say Phil one because <laughs> it's sentimental, but two, I just think like he, he looks more spry, right? Like he he just his body probably is in better shape than He's been beating the shit out of guys in the champion. What Tiger, <laughs> what Tiger looks like. So so I guess just you know who's. Maybe more healthy and feeling better. I'll I'll take Mickelson. I'll fade the shit out of Phil this week. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm whatever, with you. 47 and a half inch driver, game improvement irons, whatever he's got in the like, whatever he's trying to. He was put. There's a picture of him putting with a driver on the green the other day. Like he shot nine over in Houston. It ain't working for Phil right now. And I know it's not for Tiger, but he's been able to channel something at this golf course. You know, even when his game's not at his best. So. I'm going Phil this week. I was gonna, I wouldn't fade either. At Augusta, I would fade Phil any other course, but Augusta, man, he. I almost I, feel I don't like know. Phil was probably in, so deep in the lab last week working on stupid shit that he's getting that he, you know, I mean, does he have two drivers in the bag this week? Do you have like the Frankenwood eleven? It's like a or twelve wood or something going <laughs> what on an there. Idiot. But Phil, I mean, Phil plays well at Augusta when he gets a little squirrely with the with the bag setup. Gets gets that look at his eye. Exactly. Last four masters for Phil. Cut T twenty two, T thirty six, T eighteen. I mean, and we're talking about a guy through the two thousands. Of course he's gotten older, but T seven, third, 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 first, tenth, first, twenty fourth, fifth, fifth. 
Like he has not had success at. A, I mean, he's runner up in 2015, but that feels like a long, long time ago to me. I'm gonna give the tie to uh, when the cat came back after the scandal and had absolutely no form, no juice whatsoever, and finished T4 or whatever. I'm, I'm yeah. gonna give the. I'll give the tie to that guy. That was I, a, I think that was I think, a win for the family. I think he can. Uh, he can band aid it together better than Phil can. Well, I mean, we saw him at Payne's Valley though. He was asking for aspirin for his back the whole day. <laughs> that, I mean, that's what that's yeah. what concerns no, that's me about true. Tiger is just his his you know <laughs> his body holding up. Bryson, that could be the new Fred Couples. As we've been uh, sitting here, Bryson's gone down to plus seven fifty. I already locked in my bet. By the <laughs> way, at at plus nine hundred, I'll have you know. So I, so I think it's it, it's like these guys kind of match up. You got. Everyone wants to compare Dustin to Brooks. I'd go Dust, Dustin and Rom as like the two guys that I'm looking between. And then JT or Rory. And then I don't really know who you match up against Brooks. Rory and Bryson Sander, maybe? are matched up on DraftKings. And like Rory's, Rory was well in the pluses. Oh, he was like plus 135. It was yeah, crazy. Yeah. That was like, that jumped out. I was like, I want to bet that, but all of my bets are wrong. So it made me think like <laughs> Bryson's going to beat the shit out of him. I mean, Rom's finished T9, T4 the last two times here. And, and has looked unbeatable. Number times. one in par four and par five scoring. Shout out to Justin Ray and like sixty third in par three scoring. It was I, I, again we're we're slurping the data golf guys a lot, but they uh, they had Rom at a fifty percent chance for a top ten. They love Rom. <laughs> their their model absolutely loves Rom. Uh, I got I got my own model, and I still think he's <laughs> a suspect. <laughs> Randy, Randy well, can't, like, can't quite put his thumb on it. but Exactly. Randy had a, uh, a great line yesterday. He's got his own model in it. That is, uh, who is it a home game for? Who, exactly. That's why I will be... Uh, Randy will be taking Scott Brown this week. <laughs> I'm looking at CH3. You know. <laughs> All right, let's do let's do picks now, and then we can finish with some more more fun questions. We're going to do uh, who, who, you got, who you got to win, who will not win, uh, the most important, the DJ Pie and Sally Memorial Club. Yeah, now has congratulations. A, uh, and and a dark horse of some kind. Whether that means just to play well or uh, to win, uh, let's hear it. So, who wants to start? What ca- are we doing? All three at once? Or are we going around the table by category? You tell me. Let's what go around we- the table by category. Okay. Who's gonna win, Randy? Uh, God. <laughs> um, God's gonna win. <laughs> uh. All the signs are starting to come together. I think it's. I think it. It is truly McRib season. Wow, mm. really? Mm-hmm. That would what be did, so fun to watch. What I would have absolutely s- love that. What did he say to you out of out of out in Missouri? A lot of f bombs. A lot of a lot of f bombs, <laughs> but in a very fun manner. You know? Couldn't have been great repartee. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. TC, I'm going with DJ uh, Johnson. Not, <laughs> Thank you. Not not pie. Yeah. I think it's time. I mean, you want to say at the same time? Yeah, we're both going with Bryson. the big golfer. It's going to be the yeah. big golfer. Uh, listen, we don't even need to reiterate it. I don't think. Like, there's, there's no one has a better chance to win by like eight. So that's why I, yeah. I, I'm just like, in if you ran this scenario a bunch of times, I think he would obviously win, win the most times. Yes. So that's that's well said. I think he's, you know. It's not a lock, but I think he's the safe, the most likely. Yeah, right? he's the odds-on favorite. He's the- <laughs> <laughs> no, he's not. Uh, who's not going to win, Randy? Oh God, so many people aren't going to win. Uh, God, <laughs> Rom for sure is not going to win. Of course, Ricky. We we should always start there. That's my bad. Um, 
He's getting so cocky with these. Like, I wanted to get tripped up. No, I'll say, I'll say, Rom, and I also, you know, Dustin let me down at the PGA, and so I'm gonna say Dustin and Rom and Ricky, of course. That's for the such for an those, unnecessary unnecessary risk to pick for those three. that might be new yeah you only have to pick one <laughs> uh the first time we ever did this dj pie picked patrick reed will not win the masters he did uh i've D- however the point is to fly as close yes. as you possibly can it has to be a a top player randy didn't like the player i selected at the u.s open so i threw in bryson last second and he won the u.s open so i'm i'm there with that's that. a known goal man yeah that was no one asked goal. you to do that i got baited into that one tc who's not gonna win uh, the 14 and 15 year olds are not going to win <laughs> at the drive chip and putt. Thank the Lord. Yeah. That's, that's the one silver lining of this COVID-19 pandemic is that the drive chip and putt, the 14 and 15 year olds can't play this year. To be clear, you have no issue with the drive chip and putt. Just no, it's great. The kids get a little too old. I think old. it should well, be 10 and under 10. I think yeah. 10 should uh, be even, the highest Even age. 11 is fine. Even 12. You're playing little league baseball. No teenagers. 12, but yeah, 13, you're out of here. You're gone. So, uh, no, I think, uh, gosh. Um, hmm. Let's say Brooks. Okay. Brooks will not win. He's, he's plus 1,700, so he's he's firmly in the mix there. Sure. Looked, looked good last week, last weekend. Yeah. Oh, he actually did. I was going to text you. It was almost worthy of a, a new award. Brooks, 65-65 on the weekend without winning. Yeah, I... Kind of a, an homage to Mackenzie Hughes. It was a little bit of a one, anything you can do. Well, Mackenzie Hughes did it in some of the toughest conditions we've ever seen before. <laughs> I do regret. I mean, we were obviously busy with the NIT, but missing out. I, I saw some of the replay of the Houston Open. It, it was, was fun. Awesome. Yeah, it was really. Fun I wish to watch I could have seen afternoon. more of that. Um, I'm gonna since I'm already in the club. Like I don't even care about you know losing another one of these, and I can just kind of hedge my happiness. Rory will not win. No one's going to be more excited if he does, and I don't even care if I lose that one, so that's my pick. That's an interesting way to... Yeah, once you're already already in. I'm already dead. All right, I'm going to go with one that I'm kind of shocked that this guy hasn't come up more. I thought, and I do think, he's going to be a very trendy pick. He's going to be the guy in the office who you know watches a little bit more golf than everybody's going to be like oh gosh I know this guy you know nobody's really talking about him but he's absolutely going to be up there. This is a guy Randy since the beginning of 2019. 10 times, 10 times he's finished or he started the final round in the top five. One win. Xander Shoffley. Xander Shoffley. Mm. Uh, I just, you know, it, it's, it seems like the game is there. He's an immensely talented, one of the most talented people on the planet. We just haven't really, uh, haven't really seen it, man. Haven't, haven't seen him slam the door in, in quite some time. So I'm going to go with Xander. I think there's I like some there's some super interesting stuff going on in the middle like of the odds yeah. here where you've got you got kind of a break between Brooks at uh plus 1700 and then you've got uh Hatton plus 2500, Cantlay plus 2800, Day behind him, Matsuyama, Reed, Finau, Bubba, Morikawa's plus 3500. So he's I feel like Morikawa's probably they're probably going with length there of saying all right, he doesn't have enough length to really compete to but like right. he's so freaking good <laughs> yeah uh and then you get into simpson wolf cat uh adam scott fleetwood Ustase, and you start to get down and down ricky plus seven thousand uh behind matt fitzpatrick and scotty scheffler i, I feel like morikawa is a little bit of the um the walking example of the bryson conundrum right where it's almost like 
people don't realize how good Colin is because I think the length is like skewed as such an advantage. You know what I mean? Well, Bryson's like a vacuum now. Right. And I'm I'm sucked up in it where yeah. like I I spend so much time thinking and talking about Bryson that I can't appropriately cover like Morikawa and Scheffler and Wolf and all the guys that like we probably should talk about on this show because I I would love it if somebody won this tournament that we did not even mention in this show. What? We, yeah. I mean, should we talk about Wolf? I, I was going to say top fives and the other two yeah. majors this year. I don't know if that counts <laughs> like as a, long as hell a dark horse or not, but uh, yeah, I mean that's mind blowing stuff. And not only not only is it top five in the first two majors of this year, it's top five in his first two majors like he's ever played. Yeah. Also, <laughs> no fans. He should still be be in college, and he should still be in college. Yeah, a lot of people forget that. Uh, Cam Champ's another one. Long, yeah, long. You know, streaky. Do you have sure. a sleeper, Randy? You want to do sleepers? Deep sleeper. Uh, Comatose. Yeah. You know, a guy who just always seems to be around more Thursday, Friday. Uh, I don't think – like, what, what do we mean by sleeper? Could win? So I think I, – I, what I'm going to do is I'm going to pick a guy that's a, a little down the odds sheet. Not that far, but we haven't talked about him yet, to win. And then a another guy down the, down the odds sheet to play well. So, so I guess my I guess my play well guy I just feel like Rafa Cabrera Bello. He's got that major championship. Seems game. like he plays decently uh, at Augusta. I don't know. He would be more play well, but I I think in that like to win dark horse, uh, as as TC said. I, I mean I think it starts with really Morikawa at plus thirty five hundred, Wolf plus forty five hundred, and then some of the some of the guys at plus seven thousand. To eight thousand, you know your guy like Justin Rose, Paul Casey, Jordan Spieth. Wow, you're just pissing on the whole field here. Which, no, I mean, I, I guess if I have to pick one of them, uh, give me give me Wolf at plus forty five hundred. It's it's pretty jarring to hear, but I totally agree with you that the guy who won one of the last two champions like majors is a, a dark horse. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but it does yeah. kind of feel that way. Yeah. TC, you got a you got yeah some I got shots. I got uh, I like Adam I pick Adam Scott for. Pretty that, much one's, every, that one's jumping there. Pretty much bit. every major. I think he's got the length. He's obviously got the experience here. Plus um, 5,000. Decent which is, form. It's down there. Um, yeah, so I like him. And then uh, I, I'll give you somebody at plus, plus uh, 20,000. I think over, that's really, I think his game sets up well for him. Plus 2,000 or 20,000? Uh, it's got to be 20,000. 20, 20,000. Wow. It's like 201. Who's that? Lonto Griffin. What? What? My guess, guess who TC Boomer? Yeah, I know. (laughs) Are you ready to admit he's good at golf? No, no, because I think this is the kind of no. This is where he's he's. This is such a backhanded thing. I thought he came around. I think he could drive it so shitty that he'll play well at Augusta. No, he drives it. He drives it super long, but not necessarily straight. And yeah, you can bail out all over because the place. he had that one wayward drive <laughs> exactly. on, on, on the 18th hole at, at, in Houston. So a little mutual uh, admiration society here. My long longest shot down the board to, to play really well this week, threaten. I would say probably even top ten. Scotty Scheffler. I think I know it's an I mean, experience thing or he's whatever. He's not a long shot though. He's I know, but like this is ten players in the world. Awesome. He's, to see you he's, guys reach across the aisle like he's this. down the board a little bit. And I, I, in my head, I thought he would. This guy would be further down the board of somebody that I really honestly think can win that we haven't talked about at all. Lord Tyrrell Hatton. Yeah, he's plus twenty five hundred. That's not a. That's not a, doesn't really qualify as a long shot. He's got better odds than uh, Jason Day and Cantlay. Um, but Jason I, I Day, God, Jason Day is another one. He's 
played well here 150 yeah. times. Hatton like. feels ready to threaten. Uh, it, it just, I don't know. That, that, oh, that, that one's jumping at me. So I had, uh, Randy, I'm going to co-sign your uh, Matt Wolf, you know, as a quote-unquote long shot to mm-hmm. to possibly win. Totally random. Who knows? Puts the puts the eyes out of it. I'll, I'll say Abe answer is a guy who could sneaky mm, play honest well. Honest Abe, deep mm. deep comatose sleeper. Uh, he could play well. Who knows? He could top ten. Why he not? Could say. Um, all right, let's get to some some final questions here. Uh, as we ha- we got to save some content here for we got a lot of live shows. Of course, live pods, live shows coming uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. You can watch those on Twitter slash Periscope. Uh, shortly after the coverage ends, and we will be taking those audio, uh, you know, tracks and pl- uh, posting them immediately to our podcast feed uh, as well. Will Hardy, so seventeen stinks. Agreed. If you could move it somewhere else in the routing, where would you put it, and what would you replace it as the seventeenth? I would flip flop three and seventeen. Neil's on this. This is Neil's block. I feel bad that we're talking about stinking Andina without him. He'd be proud of us. But yeah, I think I, I love three. I think it's. Let me ask you this. I was legitimately thinking about this this morning because I knew this question was going to come up. I knew. <laughs> I fucking knew you were going to ask me this. Uh, what is the point of, not to get too conceptual, but what's the point of the back nine at Augusta? Is it to test? Is it to be the, the biggest proper test of golf or is it to provide the most entertainment? What do you, where do you guys Most fall? entertainment. I, th- I, think, I think these days it's entertain. It's, it's fireworks. It swings. I'm going to answer. You're not going to like my answer, but I think the biggest, the best possible test is the most entertaining. Whoa. Yeah, whoa. man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why is do you say that? Yeah, I don't know if it is. Because what where I'm going with this, which should be pretty obvious, is I think 17's a great hole from a test of golf perspective. You have the lead at the Masters. You need to come down and like you need to hit a really good drive and you need a really good second shot and you need to putt a really, really, really difficult green. And that is like a, dude, hold on. Like you just had... 15 you just had a funnel pin on 16 you've got you know 18 you can maybe get it past the trees maybe not like 17 you got to fucking survive like you gotta you gotta hit that feels very old school major championship to me so while i totally agree from a viewer entertainment perspective like yeah make it a drivable par four it's like the back nine is already pretty fucking fireworksy i do think you you do have those holes where you have to sack up and hit it on 11, yeah. 14. But even 11 is kind of well, gimmicky. Here, you have to sack up point, and hit it on 13 and 15 too. Just because the, the the it says number five. like That is an incredible challenge. Both of those holes yeah, are great true. challenges. And the beauty and the trickeration of calling them par fives makes it feel like the most entertaining thing in the world. Makes it feel like somebody's coming from behind. But really, coming down the stretch, the guys that are competing for these things, it's a, those are par fours. Yeah. And we think they're great because people make birdies and climb the leaderboard. And the way Augusta plays out on that back nine where you know while the leaders are on the hard holes, the guys ahead are kind of on the easier holes. It makes it look like they caught them. But the, you know, the leaders haven't hit the easy holes yet, the birdie holes yet. I would say if you flipped 17 and 14, that'd be really interesting. Because I think they're around the same yardage. I think 14 is an infinitely more interesting green, more interesting tee shot. I, I, I'm i with, it seems like such a letdown after that great stretch, where if you inserted 17 in between 13 and, and 15, you wouldn't look at it as nearly as stinky, I would think. I, I think 14 has a hard time. I agree with you being there in person, snooty take. But being there in person, I, I think you get a lot more of why 14 is so cool. 
And but the green is awesome, it. and that plays well on TV. The funnel pins. Sometimes. Fun, yeah, yeah. You get some tough pins and some funnel pins yeah. there. They don't do a great job of showing 17 on TV. At that, no. That's what I mean. Yeah, it's, it's nuts. There's no, no context yeah. there. I, 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 think, I don't think we would be having this conversation the same way if because because eight that's kind of 18 too it doesn't always come down to yeah things but like you got to hit a proper drive on 18 yeah. i think a big part is uphill iron i think a big part is that 18 on sunday has such a accessible pin yeah that yeah. guys can hit it close or guys can hit it up on that top shelf and three putt or or whatever you know it's i think that's what you don't get i feel like on 17 you just get a lot of hitting it to 35 feet and two putts yeah. per par uh, uh, just to be clear, we're not talking about actually flipping these holes. It's just like a, 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 a true hypothetical yeah. situation. What would be so sick, I, this is what I'd love to bring to the committee, is maybe they can put 17 and 14 on cables like the tree, <laughs> and they could switch them that, based on the day. Love that. You they, know, I was, they've got all that extra space down there by yeah between 9 and uh, yeah. 8 and 18. Yeah. If we're talking hypotheticals, the shot value I want to see on 17 is is number 12. Yeah, I, I want to see him hit a, that a, yeah. a short iron under immense. I mean, they still have pressure on twelve, of course, but the penultimate hole. That's, but, then, but then you're blowing up Amen Corner, and that's yeah. probably not great. It's a vacuum. You can do whatever you want. So basically, uh, I think your routing would go eleven, then sixteen. You probably got to switch sixteen. Yeah, we, 11, you got to do a couple steps here. Sixteen, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. 17, 17, 12, 18. Correct. Which uh, I would watch. We'll talk to some people about yeah, that. Yeah, we can see what Listen, we can I, do. I'll watch them all. <laughs> uh, at DeportesMan85, Dan Suarez, what is more overrated, the Sunday pin location on the 16th or pimento 16, cheese? I, 16. Oh, you don't even have to say. You're going to lose me here. Pimento cheese sucks. No, I, I love it. Pimento cheese is great. Yeah, I'm an egg salad sandwich. Oh, egg salad sucks. Yeah. They, Get that out of Hell here. Thank I'll, you, I'll, DJ. I'll, I'll buy a pimento cheese and an egg salad and then put a little bit of pimento cheese on the egg salad sandwich. But there's – I don't care for the, the – it's just too – it's too one note for me. That's a bad take. Pimento oh. cheese is great. It's the it's pin – the Sunday pin on 16 is horrendous. It's oh, Mickey Mouse. Randy. <laughs> it's Mickey Mouse. How is it Mickey Mouse? It's completely gimmicky. What In what way? <laughs> in his life, it's a he's funnel never pin. seen a more – it's a, it's a funnel pin. It's a tremendous funnel pin. I think the Sunday pin should be up on the shelf on the right. That's so boring. That would be though. awful. It, that's the I most boring it. pin to watch. I love it. I'm going to ride with Randy on this oh. one. Only because, and, and you did an excellent job eloquently laying out the shot values of 13 and 15. I totally agree. That's very well said. I think that's going to be lost on a lot of people, and a lot of people are going to be like, ah, birdie, it's easy. And I do think 16, like in that, speaking for the average viewer, probably, I think like you've already seen a lot of birdies and eagles. So, like let's let's make it yeah. really let's make them have to hit a really 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 great shot to hit. Make I, I and you do have to. That's yeah. what I'm going to argue. It does. They, you might think that shot is easy. It is not. And there is no easy place to putt from. I know that short like all right. So you can play it short right. You can go at that pin, and that's probably the best place to putt from. But you're not getting within uh, twenty feet. Honestly, some of those little like three footers on sixteen look really hard. They're terrifying. Yeah. So even Tiger's, I mean Tiger's shot last year ended in an unbelievable spot. If that, but if that gets six feet away, yeah. from that like front left part of that green, that putt is really really difficult. That's and so fair. many guys miss that. So it's a funnel pin, but nothing in that lower part of the funnel is easy at all. And, and you have to get the right number. You got to get the right shot shape. 
And you got to get, you got to obviously land it in the right spot. You got to know the air tremendous. pressure. Like exactly. It brings all that extra, uh, it brings the bunker into play. It yes. brings long right into play. It brings the pond into play. It brings being up top on the shelf above and getting it stuck up there into play. Like, it is actually so many different. It's the best test of grab your sack and hit a great shot. Mm-hmm. Maybe of any of the shots on the back nine. It's, all it's with, worse yeah. than the pimento cheese, though. To get back to Deportes, man. For question. sure. You're with me, nah, CC? You just I'm hit it you. anywhere in this <laughs> big circle and you get a hole in one. <laughs> I mean, yeah, pretty much. The worst part is you lose your ball afterwards. Exactly. <laughs> it goes down into the clubhouse. <laughs> exactly. You're you guys moron. are bad people. Oh, I will not stand it for that. Stinks. It's like, hey, everybody, everybody no. gets a six foot birdie putt. <laughs> that is not even close to true. Yeah. Oh my god! You have to take on a shitload of risk to get a. Six and then foot you're always putt. like, this just a moment ago on sixteen. <laughs> it's like, oh Mike my Wallace. god, he almost made a hole in one. Oh yeah, because you just have to like hit it up on the hill and then it funnels. They it's always it the with... guys that are not in contention though. When it comes down to like the last few guys coming through and you got to hit that shot, that is about as good a drama as you get in golf. So I am not going to stand for that one being overrated. No, I want to see guys getting short-sided up on the shelf. You do. People go long. People make bogey on that. David Duvall lost the Masters on that hole. Think, go back to – if you don't know what we're referring to, Bones has said, you know, when it comes to Sunday pressure, I don't know what it is, lack of oxygen in that area. Again, I, he doesn't have a scientific explanation, but the ball goes eight yards further, and it took them however many years to figure that out. So when they won in 2004 – they, it was a full block. Like it was definitely a seven iron club, and they both looked at each other and said, "We're hitting eight iron." And he hit it right under the hole and made the putt. The crowd went nuts. Phil hits him with the putter and says, "Let's go get one more." It's a great moment in golf. Come on, don't what take if, this away from me. What if they're pumping like helium or something? In? It's possible. Could be. Nothing is off the table at this. point. I think that pond on sixteen. If you hit it in the pond, you should you should be disqualified from all future Masters. Isn't that? Uh, it seems like the was that Norman that hit it in like the middle of the oh, pond? Oh yeah, yeah. Like. Like one hopped into the pond almost. <laughs> we we do got to go to Golden Ocala and play play Hell these yeah, holes. It's fucking awesome. That's it really sweet. is. Uh, no, I won't. Okay, so I won't stand for that. We got some good. Have we ever done a full breakdown of the master snacks? I didn't realize that it was cool to see you guys get fired up about that. The what? The master snacks. Oh, okay. Yeah, we definitely have private. I think pretty much every year. Yeah, I mean yeah, in, okay. import versus domestic. Not even that. I mean, those the barbecue sandos are good. I always like really the like, chicken sandwich. Maybe sure, the chicken sandwich and the egg sandwich. When you put, you do like a, you stack them. That's that's where it's at. Um, egg salad sucks. We're not yeah, gonna, we're not, not going to see. I'm eye not eye messing with egg salad. Yeah, no, thank you. Good question from Robbie Vogel, 14. If no laying up as a group had a two shot lead on Master Sunday going into 14, and each of you had to play one hole to finish out the round, who plays what hole, and do you keep the lead? And yes, Tron Carter has to play lefty. If I'm playing lefty, then I think I have to play 14, because that yeah. I, like I can hit it right to left. I would think you you play 16. You're no. a par three monster. No, that's, yeah, that's, but I don't want the lake left. But it's yeah. a funnel pin. It's so it's easy. A it's right. Super easy. That's a long. We give that's Tron long his two shot. there. That's what. <laughs> exactly. so now, now we're up three. No, make Randy play that one because it's super easy to make a hole in one <laughs> for yeah, him. That's true. So, no, Randy's a great driver though. We might need him on 17. There's no there's no bunkers on 14. So I'm I'm not like yeah, that's, that's what I'm really struggling with. Massive green. I um good lag out putter. Of, out ahead of this, five of us each playing one hole with only a two shot lead. There's no fucking way we've got to keep no. the lead. God, no. all right, who's no playing fifteen? Neil or Solly? Well, there's water alongside. <laughs> I would say Solly. All right, Solly's playing fifteen. Uh, Randy, you're playing sixteen. Neil's playing eighteen. Like Neil's the, playing the eight. fade, second yeah. serve fade for yeah. sure. I'll play seventeen. Okay. 
I like okay. or Randy's playing seventeen. Actually, I'll play sixteen. Yeah, yeah. I like Randy playing yeah. seventeen. I like you with the iron and yeah. Green on I'll, 16. I'll play sixteen. You play that baby fader right under the hill. Yeah, you, God, you make a hole in one. Yeah. I know. Top. 10. It's just a question whether or not we make the three footer. <laughs> right. You know. Which right. We'll take a par there. You're, yeah, you're gonna have an easy birdie putt. So if Solly makes birdie on fifteen, then we're up three. TC, it's, a, it's a big ass. That that uh, T- you know maybe TC scratches out of five on fourteen. I think I think I can scratch out of four actually. <laughs> let's for the plan. Let's just say. <laughs> We yeah, have to bank on we're a plan for bogey. Okay. <laughs> it's what, 470 yards? It's 440. It's okay. I can, get it. I can get home. Yeah. Um, you have to get up and down. It, it would be a, it'd be a tough ask. But hopefully, we'll we be able to you know, shoot this in for content at some point. Yeah, you know, we've, we'll, we'll, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll reach out. Okay. We'll see. Remember 18 at Gearhart? That's what I'm worried about for Neil on 18. Just, just the it rifle <laughs> shot right into the tree. <laughs> It is a tough speed, little window. Shoot, shoot, do that. Oh, yeah. Neil, yeah. Neil tries to hit the F- yeah, 15 <laughs> ball and hits the camera tower. <laughs> I was trying to hit the low cut. What are you talking about? Uh, Luke McGrath, <laughs> which par three tee shot would you like to hit the most and least? This is easy, I think. 12. I would most like to hit 12, and I'd least like to hit four. I would most like to hit 12, and I'd least like to hit 12, right? Yeah. Like that, isn't that the whole point of it? I have, more, I have no desire to ever hit four. No. No. No, yeah, hit like three wood so in that front bunker. I'm sure. the exact same way. We'll I'm s- good on 16 too. I know we've, you know, whatever. Six, is, such a six nothing. Is sweet. I like six. Six is really cool. Yes, but yeah, I mean, I, when you've got you got 12 sitting there, I don't know. DJ wants to skip it across the water on 16. Oh, that would be cool, like Mr. Singh. Mm-hmm. Well, Coach Cruiser, will CBS slash Augusta pipe different bird sounds based on current migration patterns? Did they move the tournament to this weekend because it's the same birds on reverse migration? That is a good question. <laughs> that might be the only question. <laughs> I didn't even thought of that. <laughs> That's legit how they got busted was some right. dude listening in on our, on TV was like, yeah, that, that bird is not indigenous to this region, blah, blah, blah. That's a yellow bird of stenotype. <laughs> <laughs> we need an ornithologist. Yeah, if there's any ornithologist, Ornithologists listening, please reach out. This is exactly. What I know I'm a guy named named uh, Ornithol. <laughs> That's close. We uh, should reach out to him either way. I'll say this one for last. Uh, at Alan Brooks, who from NLU would score best against handicap at the Masters? Neil with his new key boy length, Solly with his all around game, Trom with his lefty short game, DJ with his newfound consistency, or Randy with his mentally missed putts. So handicapping, I mean, the, our handicap would go up. At the Masters? At the ma- like Masters tees, Masters conditions. I mean, what's the rating, like 77? It's got to be enormous. So so. I'm, getting at least, I'm getting at least a shot every hole. I'm getting two shots on some holes. I'd be worried if it's if it's if there's equitable stroke control. That's yeah, different. Exactly. Yeah, sure. If you've got a metal, hole out 18 times, TC lefty metal play from the Masters. I'm I'm worried about tough. that. I like I don't know how I get it in the hole on four. Yeah. <laughs> twelve is no. going to be, twelve will be tough as well. <laughs> like anything, if you I, I could do twelve. If if you're lo- if you're long, you have to like blow it to 13 T and then and just chip around it. and try to make a five. Just put it on the green. <laughs> Seems like the 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 most proper game. Would probably prevail. So, I, Solly, I will. I will yeah. give my vote to you. I would agree. I'm. I'm still stuck. Tron, this is no offense. You would make a hundred on twelve if you hit it in that front bunker. You just go. Bunker. You just go front bunker to back no. bunker to front bunker yeah. to back bunker. Maybe in the water that you're dropping. Let's go to go Golden Ocala and let's let's <laughs> let's do this. Let's test this it. Out. DJ, your your handicap's too low. Right, my handicap's too low. You'd have it's to manipulate it. Okay, yeah. they got three exactly. Augusta holes. They okay. got twelve at Augusta, thirteen at Augusta, sixteen at Augusta, and okay. everyone. Uh, uh, you know, I put that on my Instagram story, and everyone's like, "Oh, the rendition course in Maryland is so shitty. Like they do a terrible job with it." And so in my head, I was like, "Yeah, these replicas are going to be dumb." Dude, it is so spot on. It, the spirit of every shot is captured. 
Like I got to hit in competition, got to hit the shot on 12 at Augusta. And it was so much fun. We got to go down there and that's shoot sweet. a video. Going yeah. back to the bird noises. I, I think, you know, that's the stuff that they're trying to get really, really cute with now. So I think, I bet they do mix it up a little bit. We'll see. Like the, the God, I wish I had a good, the, like, Wright Thompson was talking about that, about like, just on the trap draw, about little things like, you know, knowing what kind of trees are what, knowing bird calls and stuff. I wish I had more of a skill set on that. Like going back, like the, 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 the video of them spray painting the curb or like cutting the grass with scissors. I think in this, we were talking about this before Fuck we off. before we came on. I think that the spirit of Augusta is the same, but now we're in the age of content where it's just like you got to just keep pumping out stuff and pumping out stuff. And now it's just, it's gotten way, it's way too cute. The ball washing is just, is at an all-time high. It's like, and there doesn't seem to be a whole lot of wink-wink with it either. Right. It's just... No, hey, seemed, we're gonna take ourselves super seriously and yeah. do all this really, really cute, cute too much stuff. It's fun when it was once a year, and remember yeah. everybody would get really excited about like, oh, I saw the Masters commercial during the, you know, NFL playoffs or whatever. And now it's it's uh, yeah, it's just a little, a little too much. I'd like to wrap it at that, unless you guys have anything, uh, any lasting thoughts you want to get in on, you know, the Sunday pennant sixteen or two oh eight. 208, baby. That's all I got to say. I can't wait. We're going to be, like I said, we're doing live shows as soon as coverage ends. Uh, we got a lot of a lot of content to come. Go back and listen to some of those other. The Maddie Kelly pod especially, I thought was, I got a lot of feedback on that saying people just love nerding out over a yardage book. So we'll post some keep of the pictures eye, yeah, the yardage book too. Keep an eye on the uh, on, on the, the, tree the tree on 13. Down. I think the Riddler should move <laughs> some of the par fours up so that it, it negates Bryson's advantage. I, I would agree with that. That'd you know? be sweet. I'd be like, waiting on that. Yeah, awesome. That's an awesome take. So, all right, everyone, enjoy the Masters in November. Can't wait to watch. You sound like Joe Ford. <laughs> Whatever happened to Joe Ford? We're gonna look at. We're gonna look that up as soon as we cut. He's cryogenically frozen. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. Be the right club. Be the right club today. Yeah. Honey, that's better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most! Expect anything.